Hello everyone, this is Mrs. Burkholder coming at you from Koreatown. Welcome back to another episode on World History Religions. Today, we will talk about the origins, developments, and the role of Buddhism in world history. Many Westerners often get confused about Buddhist practices and beliefs. Westerners often mistake Buddhism as being an Indian religion, and although it was founded in India by Gautama Siddhartha around the 6th century BCE, it is practiced all around the world, but most extensively in South and East Asia, not necessarily in India. Buddhism is not the largest religion in India by any means. Hinduism has that award, and quite frankly, Buddhism has a bit of a contentious relationship with the Indian populace and Hinduism in general. One of the reasons why we see it spread to other parts of Asia, and because of this migration, East Asia's culture and politics changed forever. Buddhism is actually considered a world philosophy, meaning anyone can practice it. It is not monotheistic, rather there is actually no theism at all, because there is not one divine entity, god, or creator. Buddha is not a god. He is just a man who attained enlightenment, and we'll get to that later. Buddhism is considered to be a universal religion, like Christianity or Islam, because it has spread beyond boundaries and adherents of Buddhism vary in location, ethnicity, and governance. But remember, Buddhism is actually a world philosophy, but we'll put it in the camp of religion because it just helps us with categorization on a historical level. Today, I'm going to discuss two major aspects of Buddhism, as they might come up in your AP world class or on the AP exam. One, origins and texts. Gautama Siddhartha was a wealthy prince of the Kshatriya caste, that's the second caste, remember? Who never left his palace, where he was showered with earthly goods and luxuries every day. One day, when he was in his 20s, he left the palace because he was unhappy with his life and wanted to see the world outside. What a rebel. As he walked the streets outside the palace, he noticed that the people were suffering. He saw starvation, poverty, sadness, and old age. He had never seen suffering before. He was barred from the realities of the world by the palace walls. This experience gave him an spiritual awakening, and he abandoned his wealth to travel outside of the city, where he actually ended up meeting five spiritual men who were meditating. They looked starved and dirty. The men explained that they were meditating on their desires, and if they suffered and released those desires, their souls would be free. Siddhartha meditated on this, and he sat under what we call the Bodhi tree, or the wisdom tree. And he did this for 49 days, where he eventually reached enlightenment. He transcended beyond his human form, thus becoming one with the universe. He was then considered the Buddha, the one who has obtained wisdom. Enlightenment is the ultimate goal of Buddhism, in which you must adhere to a series of lifestyle and spiritual actions in order to become one with the universe, where you can see all things, feel all things, and know all things. These actions fit within what Buddhists call the Four Noble Truths. The Four Noble Truths are as follows. 1. Life is suffering. 2. Suffering comes from desire. 3. So, if you are suffering you must end it, and to end it, you have to end desire. Lastly, number four, to end desire, you have to follow what Buddhists call the Eightfold Path. 
The Eightfold Path is represented by an eight-spoke wheel to symbolize the cycle of life and death and what it requires to maintain consciousness in the physical world to eventually be awakened as part of the universe. The Eightfold Path preaches wisdom, ethical conduct, and mental health or development. In Buddhism, you follow this path until you reach enlightenment. But so far, only Buddha has ever reached enlightenment. That is why Buddhists follow his teachings. He's the expert. There are no explicit core texts in Buddhism, but there is this thing called the Pali Canon, which is uh, which has some of the teachings and statements of Buddha. There are three branches of Buddhism. The first one, Mahayana. It's the most common and universal branch. The Mahayana believe that all people can be Buddhists and practice the Eightfold Path, regardless of their religious association. Theravada is another branch. This is the more conservative branch, where adherents commit themselves wholly to Buddha's teaching and nothing more. Buddhist monks are Theravada Buddhists. Lastly, we have another branch called Zen Buddhism, which can be considered what we call syncretic, or a combination of religions. This is between Chinese Taoist ideologies of meditation and the connection with nature, mixed with Buddha's teachings. Two, Buddhism and Hinduism. Buddhism, although a very different religion, still holds its foundation in Hinduism. Both religions believe in karma and how this karma affects one's place in the rebirth cycle. The goal of both religions is to break out of the cycle of reincarnation and transcend above human form and become one with the universe. They also call this reaching nirvana. Inclusively, both religions believe that it is your actions and reactions in this life that affect your future rebirths, and therefore, you must follow a path or a set of rules to achieve full wisdom. Where these religions differ is an indicator of when they were created. Hinduism, an ancient, very ancient religion with no real origin or central leader, definitely represents this quote-unquote old regime of India. It's very isolated from other cultures and still very ethnically focused on just one region of the world. When Buddha came around, the world had expanded a lot. New ideas and people were spread along trade routes, and the world was a lot more interconnected and globalized. The population of the world was larger, and people were becoming more informed of the world outside of their home. Think about it. Siddhartha left his home and had to see the world outside his palace to reach spiritual awakening. Can we see a parallel here or what? Needless to say, it makes sense that Buddhists took on a new flavor of some ancient Indian ideas and ran with it. A major difference from Hinduism includes the Buddhists' rejection of the caste system. Buddhists believe that any person can follow the Eightfold Path to Enlightenment, regardless of money and creed. Inclusively, Buddhists believe that worldly goods are the root of desire, which prevents us from obtaining truth. Buddhists argue that castes reinforce earthly pleasures and desires and therefore prevents people from following the Eightfold Path. In fact, many people actually think Buddhism is just the reformed version of Hinduism. Reformations had happened actually before in Hinduism. Hinduism is actually a combination of a lot of reformations throughout time. But the modernity of Buddhism and probably the ability to document Buddhism probably rubbed Hinduism the wrong way this time around, and it just didn't stick. Emperor Ashoka during the Mauryan Empire in India did support the spread of this new religion across India under his rule, and he actually ended up converting to Buddhism himself. But over time, because of their rejection of the caste, which threatened the power of the Brahmins, the highest caste, 
Buddhists were eventually pushed out of India. They traveled to other parts of the East and Southeast Asia, spreading the teachings of Buddha. To this day, the majority of adherents to Buddhism live in these locations, and less than 3% of India's population still considers themselves. Thank you again for listening today. We learned a lot about some major and important religions. Good luck on your homework, and have a good one. Thank you.